Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on today's show. Our show today is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. On this Friday, we're talking Duke football, one week away from the start of the 2022 season, which is really exciting to think about. Duke football being played under the lights seven days from now at Wallace Wade Stadium. We talked a lot about quarterbacks yesterday. We're going to move on to the other side of the football. And so, once again, I've got my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. I shouldn't quite say other side of the football. I should say other guys on the offense. Let's talk a little bit about the skill group, guys. And, Josh, we get set for football now one week away from the start of the 2022 season. Yeah, it's Friday, and it's 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 uh, it's one week away. And so we've been waiting on this. Um, you scared me there for a second when you said we were going to the other side of the football because I'm like, man, all my stuff and notes I've got here <laughs> for, for skill positions on offense. But uh, but no, we're ready to go, man. Ready to rock and roll. Uh, seven days. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Duke puts out there on the field for sure, man. Can't wait for it. All right. So we talk about the quarterback position a lot yesterday, and we got to figure out who's going to be scoring the touchdowns on the offensive side of the ball. Directly behind the quarterback, of course, is a running back and a running back that Duke has to pl- replace this season. Just so happens to be the greatest runner in a single season in Duke football history in Mateo Durant and what he was able to accomplish a season ago. No more Mateo Durant this season. How big of shoes is that to fill? Well, it's it's massive. Uh, there, I mean, when all else fails, give the ball to Mateo, and, yeah. and that's that was a little bit of what we've done, uh, especially last season. And you know, he started last season with a bang, man. That that game he had at Charlotte, even though that was a loss, uh, Mateo started the season out just turning heads. And uh, what a great season! What a great kid! I mean, what a great person and his story. You know, coming from you know one of the smallest towns in America and becoming a all ACC running back. Um, pretty incredible story. But, yeah, those are some big shoes to fill, and we will not be filling those shoes with a single player. I can promise you that. So Jordan Waters was the backup running back a year ago, and, and behind Mateo Durant, Jordan Waters had by far the second most carries on this Duke football team. And so you go into spring ball this season, and you take a look at what the running back room looks like. Uh, everybody from the outside looking in, would imagine that Jordan Waters was your number one guy, given the fact, again, being the backup a year ago, Durant leaves, you just take that next step up. Tell me some of the other guys that are in the mix for this position, Josh. Yeah, and you're very accurate with that on Jordan Waters. I mean, Jordan's a converted secondary guy who came over uh, and and made his way into the running back room, I believe, two years ago. Um, and then, and then last year, I mean, he had some, he had a couple of great highlights last year too, by the way, uh, trucking the guy at the Charlotte game and other first game of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just, just ran him over. Um, and so Jordan's very capable. Jordan's a downhill runner. He loves to hit people. He loves to get hit. Like he doesn't shy away from any contact whatsoever. Um, uh, but then also in that room, uh, you have Jalen Coleman, uh, Jalen Coleman is a little bit, um, taller and, 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 uh, more slender, I would say, than Jordan Waters. 
Uh, but Jalen Coleman is very speedy. Um, he's a track guy. Um, and when he can break it out, which he's done some in practice and he had, uh, he had a good first scrimmage as well. Um, when he can get out in, in the open, he's very fast, very hard to catch. And so Jalen Coleman is another one. And then a guy that turned heads in the spring game and then turned heads again in the second scrimmage in fall camp was Jaquez Moore. And uh, he wears number 20. Um, he kind of uh, came on the scene of the spring game. He busted a 60-yard run uh, this uh, the final scrimmage, the second scrimmage in fall camp as well. And so he's got breakaway speed. Um, and then you, you've you got Terry Moore, a true freshman, who came in. So you've got Jaquez and Terry. If we ever see uh, – Steve Wiseman brought this up. We're looking maybe one time this season, could we possibly see Jordan Moore take the snap at quarterback? And to his right, he has Terry Moore. And to his left, he has Jaquez Moore. And that would just be incredible for Dave Shoemate to have to figure out how to call the more, more, more package – uh, there at Duke football, but you have Terry Moore. I think it's Moore. pretty simple. I, I think the more the merrier. I, I exactly. Think it, it's written right there. Exactly. And Moore gets the snap and he fakes it the more. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, uh, Duke scores more, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but those are the, the top four with Jordan Waters, Jalen Coleman, Jaquez Moore, and Terry Moore. That's in no particular order, uh, in my opinion. I do think there are two true freshmen as well that are not on this list that I believe lets that room be six deep, and that is Eric Weatherly. He's a, a short – if you want to compare a Darren Sproles, Tariq Cohen uh, type guy. Sure. Um, and then Travis Bates as well as a true freshman. Um, obviously, I believe the plan for Bates is redshirt to keep him here as long as we can. Uh, he, he's more of a traditional running back you know, kind of deal. But those two guys are also in the mix there. I think we you know, be remiss to not mention them, but the top four – it's looking like Waters, Coleman, Moore, and Moore. And if you – yeah, let's go from there. I, I, I don't know what to say as far as where I think they're going to rank, but those are the four in the room. Who's been the most impressive throughout fall camp? Um, on the Section 17 podcast uh, in the season preview episode, my pick for leading Duke in rushing yards this year was Jalen Coleman. There and you go. Was, I was the only one of the four of us. The other three picked Jordan Waters. So if that if you want to let if that's kind of how how it works I'm I'm there's a little strategy there I'm trying to win a free steak dinner there so, you go you know you can't pick the same person everyone else picks all the time uh, but but I do believe that Coleman and Waters my opinion are going to kind of be the two that rise to the top a little bit especially when you think about conference play and who they're going to trust the upperclassmen are you know seem to be trusted a little bit uh, more when you get to ACC play. I picked opposite you. I, I went with the other guys. I, I said Jordan Waters likely yeah, to have you were one the, of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the best season. Um, and but once again, I, like I told the guys, I'll take my state medium rare. I appreciate that, it. <laughs> you're ready to rock and roll. Uh, go listen to that podcast, by the way. The Section 17 podcast, uh, season preview and predictions available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, looking at that running back room in particular, uh, unlike quarterback, it is certainly okay to have multiple, multiple guys contribute throughout the course of a football season. It is, and that's not uncommon. Not only is it not uncommon in football in general, it's not uncommon at Duke. I mean, what was the 2013, uh, our, our our season where we had, you know, the 10 wins and won the Coastal and, and, and the whole deal. I mean, we were rotating three, four running backs yeah. um, that season as well. And so 
Like running back, we've seen it in the NFL. Running back is like uh, the shelf life of a running back in the NFL is so small, so short. And so if we have four guys in a room and, you know, to I would say this, there are coaches who would rather have four guys in a room rush for 400 yards each than to have two guys in a room and one guy rushes for 1,300 and one guy rushes for 300. Yep. I believe there, there are coaches that would rather have what we have as running back by committee. I love it. And that's what Duke football looks like in 2022. And we'll see how that changes throughout the course of the season. Let's go to the wide receivers. We'll talk about them coming up in a moment here on Locked On Blue Devils. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, moving forward in today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast, one week away from Duke versus Temple at Wallace Wade Stadium in Durham, North Carolina. We are thrilled. We're eager for the season to get here. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Josh, let's talk wide receivers now. Mm-hmm. Who's in the mix? Who are going to be the playmakers at wideout this year for Duke? Yeah, well, we return an incredibly talented wide uh, receiver in Jalen Calhoun. Um, you know, a lot of people talk a lot about the season that Jake Bobo had last year, and he had a great season. There's no question. Um, but in my opinion, uh, Jalen Calhoun was right on his heels. In fact, he, I believe he scored more touchdowns. I believe he, uh, and I'm not, I don't have him in front of me. I know he had more yards per catch, that's for sure. And he wasn't far behind him in receptions, uh, less than, you know, 20 away, I believe. Um, on that, but um, but yeah, I, I believe we we first of all we start out we have to start out there, um, and and Jalen's going to have a, a heck of a season um, as wide receiver one. From there, it gets a little a little murky. Uh, if you listen to yesterday's episode, you find out uh, what Duke fans know now, and that is that Jordan Moore is going to be taking some uh, some uh, reps at wide receiver. Um, I think he is. He is not doing that as uh, sitting on the bench as a wide receiver. I think he's doing that to be on the field as a wide receiver. Uh, so he's in the mix. You have Eli Pankole, who uh, he has a, a, a very bright personality. But I will say, taking his personality out of it, the improvement from last season, Eli Pankole, through spring ball, through fall camp, he is a much better receiver. He's a much more consistent receiver. He's a bigger kid. A six-three, uh, a, a big target um, that you're really looking for um, in the wideout room. I would say the most impressive. Um, no, no, I'm gonna say the most improved wide receiver on the roster um, is Samir Hagens. Um, Samir Hagens looks he he looks like Jalen Calhoun 2.0 uh, right now, and uh, man, he's made some really big plays. In fact, in the second scrimmage. Man, he made uh, he had a touchdown catch, and he he made several several really difficult catches. So Samir has really looked good. He's going to be in the mix. You're going to see 85 on the field, and he's going to be getting targets. That's for sure. Um, and then you have Daryl Harding Jr. And I got to be straight up real with you. Um, I don't know 
I don't know about Daryl Harding Jr. right now. I don't know that he is fully bought in. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, it, he has not necessarily progressed in, in spring and fall camp. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, once again, there, he's playing against his, his teammates and buddies. And so it might be completely different when he laces them up yeah. uh, against Temple on Friday. And then I would say the last two, because uh, Kevin Johns just say he's comfortable with like six, maybe seven uh, that are going to rotate. I think if you have to put the last two in there, John Tavius Robertson has been around the program a little bit. Um, and then Malik Bowen Sims um, also a little bit of a bigger guy as well. So really on the big side, you've got Malik Bowen Sims, Daryl Harding Jr. and Eli Panko. And the rest of those guys are like six foot or under. Uh, those are the guys I think we're going to see, um, you know, get in the rotation at wide receiver. Tell us about Luca Diamond at wide receiver. What's that been like to watch? Yeah, if he had – if we had to – if I had to say the next guy, it's going to be Luca. Yeah. Um, Luca obviously knows the playbook really well, um, and he um, he's an intelligent football player. And he's made some really good catches, to be honest with you. But there's just a little – he's small, um, skinny, you know, kind of thing. And, 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 you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see um, if he progresses throughout the year. Um, but once again, this was his call. He's the one who requested to go to the yeah. wide receiver room. He also knew the depth that we had at wide receiver when he did that. So it's going to be interesting. Quarterback a year ago, now Luka Diamond, a wide receiver this season. Talking wide receivers for this upcoming 2022 year – uh, I'm certainly thrilled for for two of the top returners in the wideout room and Jalen Calhoun and Eli Pankle. More specifically, how productive do you think those two guys could be this year? Because that's going to be really critical for this Duke football offense. You got to have your playmakers make plays. I think those are going to be two of the top guys. Josh, how productive do you think Calhoun and Pankle can be this season? Well, I think Calhoun is going to be productive. I don't think there's any any question about it. He has to be. Uh, somebody's got to catch football, and he's going to be the one. Um, I believe the success of the Kevin Johns offense is going to be not Jalen Calhoun's numbers, but it's going to be the next two wide receivers' numbers. So it's going to be how big of a jump can Eli Pankow make? Um, right. How And I believe Jordan Moore. Uh, what kind of numbers will Jordan give us at wide receiver? Um, and so – Listen, as bad as we were last year and the year before and the year before, <laughs> as far as the, the passing game was concerned, you had Noah Gray three years ago that caught like 60 balls. You know, you had Jalen and 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 then Jake Bobo. You know, it's kind of the three over these last few years. So we're going to have that one guy. To me, the success of the offense is how do your two and three guys look? No so doubt. I look for Eli Pankold, Jordan Moore to be those next two guys. And if they if those two guys have good seasons at wide receiver, that means our offense has taken some major steps forward. Which we're excited about. We hope that offense can take some steps forward, and uh, we'll see what the wide receiver room looks like going into this 2022 season. We'll take our final timeout on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. We'll talk tight ends in just a moment. Thanks again for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with local experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Back on the show today, Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside Josh Cox. College football is back. Duke football one week away. But tomorrow, we've got college football. We now have week zero in the sport. In the ACC, Florida State and North Carolina have a game. Uh, a conference matchup in the Big Ten between Northwestern and Nebraska in Ireland. That's right, Northwestern a team that Duke's going to see this season. And Nebraska will be playing a college football game in Ireland tomorrow. We're going to have college football on TV this weekend, Josh. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, the countdown has been there. You know, Twitter and social media has gotten everybody hyped up for it. There's so many preseason this and preseason that. Uh, some of them are, are absolutely hilarious to me. Um, and now we're getting to the part where media availability is, you know, there for like players and coaches, and you're starting to hear some chirping a little bit about, you know, how good certain teams think they're going to yeah. be and whatnot. And uh, I love it, man. I love it. It's it's a it's the best time of year. Uh, I love the beginning of college football season. And seven days away from Duke football. Anthony Boone days away from the start right. of this uh, of this upcoming season. So, uh, with that in mind, let's talk tight ends to wrap up today's episode. Uh, we mentioned a good one over the past few seasons and Noah Gray for the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Noah is no longer on the football team. He's doing his thing with the yeah. Kansas City Chiefs now at the next level. Uh, tell me about that tight end room for Duke this season. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it is a a really good room uh, because the probably the most improved player on the team physically from a physicality standpoint is Nikki Dalmalin. Um, we had Kevin Johns, and you ask these coaches. They're so good at like talking to the media and saying nothing at all. Absolutely. While trying to act like they're saying something. But when you asked, when we asked Kevin Johns about Nikki Dalmalin, his face lit up and he said, This guy has, this guy has really like improved so much. He's gained 22 plus pounds. Um, he is fast as lightning. Um, we can say this now because it's over and done with. He had a little bit of a tweak, an injury tweak about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, that he's completely recovered from. Um, I personally believe that in three, four years, he's going to be the guy from this year's team that is on an NFL roster and, and, and playing at the next level. So you've got Nikki Dalmon. You've got Cole Finney. Cole Finney is bigger. Nikki is, uh, and I believe he actually used to be a wide receiver, uh, kind of converted to tight end. He's on the smaller side of a tight end. Um, he's, he's six, four, two is what he's listed at, but Cole Finney, six foot seven, 261 pounds. Now Cole Finney is a man. He is, he is a workhorse. Um, uh, Cole Finney does not possess nearly the speed and the ball catching skills that Nikki does. Um, but Cole can move some people. And obviously at tight end, you're not just being asked to catch the ball. Uh, you're being asked to block. You're really being asked to point. get in the way. Yeah. yeah. And so um, you not to discuss details of offensive schemes, but I, I believe I can say this without getting in trouble. Um, there will be uh, there. There's definitely packages installed in the Duke offense that call for two, two tight ends. Um, and, and, and we haven't necessarily seen a lot of that right. um, in the past. Uh, there, there's definitely two tight end system uh, employed uh, with this group. And so you're going to see a lot of Dalal and Finney. 
you got to practice all that though. Even yeah. even in fall camp, like uh, yeah. even if it's okay, a, a two tight end set in the grand scheme of things with Duke football in twenty twenty two, even if that two tight end set accounts for five percent of your snaps this upcoming season, you still need to practice and make sure absolutely that's good and ready to rock and roll. But you think those are the two main guys to emerge from that room? Yeah, I mean you've got a true freshman in Kate Anders just back there. Um, but once again, he just uh, he just came here in the fall uh, for fall camp. Yeah. Um, Andrew Jones, Matt Smith are the other two that are in that uh, in that room. Um, both bigger guys. Um, Andrew Jones had a, a touchdown catch, I believe, in the first scrimmage. Matt Smith had a touchdown catch in the second scrimmage. Um, they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, once again, I think it's one of the most stable rooms. Um, on the roster, uh, this tight end room. All right. We've talked a lot today about running backs, about wide receivers, about tight ends. We mentioned uh, at the Section 17 podcast that Josh Cox is a host for. Follow them on Twitter at Duke FB Talk, and Josh is on Twitter at Joshua Cox. On your season preview, uh, which I got to take part in, making predictions on stat leaders and that sort of thing. And you guys went receiving and rushing, split the difference. In all of that, I kind of want to know here for our listeners today, Josh, who scores the most touchdowns? We opened the show with touchdowns. I want to celebrate them. Who's going to be in the end zone the most this season out of the guys we've discussed today? I will tell you what Just I give said. Give me one. I'm going to tell you what I said. Okay. I had to explain it. I got to qualify it. I, here's what I said. I have number of receptions with Jalen Calhoun. I forget what number I said. I have number of receiving yards with Jalen Calhoun. I forget what the number was. And I was going to sweep it. And everybody, we were all going to sweep it. But the more I got thinking about it, this is my hope so. Yeah. I actually went Nikki Dalmalin for touchdowns. All because, right. Because once again, if you think back to the most successful Duke football days, Braxton Deaver was a, was a hawk at that tight end position. You know what I mean? Daniel yeah. Helm. Uh, you know, you think back of those guys. And then we kind of went away. You know, in the last couple of years, we've kind of gone away from the tight end. Uh, but Noah Gray, even. I mean, Noah Gray had that season with Quentin Harris. God bless his heart. Quentin Harris wasn't throwing the ball more than 10 yards down the field. So Noah Gray was like his safety net. Yeah. And so I'm I'm thinking, you know, this season, get into the red zone. There might be a little bit more Jordan Moore at quarterback packages. And I think that tight end position is just kind of a nice little outlet for him. So I went Nikki Dalmalin touchdowns. Perfect. Absolutely love it. Make sure you go listen to the Section 17 podcast to hear the rest of all of their predictions. Josh, the time is always greatly appreciated. The next time we speak here on the program, it's going to be game week. And that's incredibly exciting. You know, it's, it's really cool. And and uh, I know you you understand this uh, running this podcast, but it's really neat when you're when you're Duke football specific like we are coming up to game week. We're going to be on a couple of different podcasts. We'll be here on Locked On and then we'll be on a believe we'll be on the Devil's Den uh, next week as well. And then we have our own episode coming out season preview. So we're going to be doing a lot of Duke football talk. Uh, uh, that's that's our Twitter handle yeah. uh, next week leading into the opening game. And I absolutely can't wait. This is, like I said, one of the most exciting weeks of the year for me. Busy time for you guys, and it's uh, it's outstanding that uh, here we are. Football season is here. Josh, thanks for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week, JJ. We'll see you later, man. That's my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast joining us on the show today. And that concludes today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Once again, thank you so much for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen and your first watch each and every day. 
Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you soon. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.